child and adolescent mental health disorders. 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied sometimes to it death. It seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family. There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. Today on Teen Talk, I'm with local high school seniors. We're going to explore some of the pressures that come along with being a senior. Being a teen today certainly can have its ups and downs, but the unique circumstances that seniors face is worth discussing. Of course, there can be academic, peer, and parental pressures, and my hope is that we can unpack what being a senior is actually like as a way to inspire, educate, and give hope to those that are on the same path. As we jump in, guys, thank you for being here today. Um, I appreciate your courage and willingness to share with us. Um, Welcome. Thank Thank you so much for having us. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So first off, tell me one word as we're talking about senior pressures that summarizes what being a senior is like for you today. Can you put it into one word? I would say stressful. Every application we do, every grade, every thing we do, it seems to be kind of on a microscope of like what we are supposed to do and how that fits into college and the whole admission process. Okay. Stressful. What about for you? Um, I'd say probably all impacting, I guess, if that if that's one word, I'd say that you have impacts that affect you, both your social life, your mental health, your physical life, and all those things together make an experience that's pretty unique and stressful, like Grant mentioned. Right. I'm supposed to say his name. It's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So stress, I think, is, a, is a, an, um, an important word for this conversation. Let's talk about when did that start? Was it prior to you being a senior? Did it start day one of senior year? Has it been building? I would go back to even junior year because that's okay. when you start taking your SAT scores, when you really need to be involved with your organizations if you want to have a good application. So it really starts, I would say, junior year is really when the college process starts amping up. Right. What about for you? Definitely. I would kind of reiterate what was mentioned earlier about it starting junior year and maybe a little earlier for me as well. I think that there's a lot of expectations put on you both by your peers your teachers and your parents, and then handling all those together and make an experience that is very stressful to handle and go with that. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So to summarize that, what 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 is the biggest stress? I mean, if it's all stressful, what comes to the surface is probably the biggest stress for you guys. I think the waiting has been the most stressful part for me because after you apply to a college or a scholarship or anything, that waiting period in between of will I get in Will I not? Even though the application is already over, that period of not knowing and not having control has been really tough for me. Okay. Totally. I think that college in itself is a pretty insurmountable fear in a lot of ways. Like one, 
like you mentioned, is the admissions process itself, but also a lot of that around what you'll do with your friends and your family and so many factors of your life that are completely going to change next year and you have no idea what's coming. And that huge shift that none of us have ever really faced before has a lot of unknowns and in itself makes it a very pressuring environment. Right. I get that. Um, So just indulge me here for a second. I mean, it sounds like you guys are obviously on the path to go to college, and I know there's a lot of preparation. I mean, much of high school is about getting prepared to go to college. Do you have friends that are not preparing to go to college? Yes, I think there's multiple different paths you can take. I have some friends who are going into the Navy, some who might go to like a two-year school and then get a degree in like plumbing or electrical. So I think there are a lot of different paths, but our culture has kind of made a four-year college the only not acceptable but desired path that you should go on. And I think that isn't the right path for everyone. Yeah, I agree with that. But but it is it is how we are training students today to prepare to go to college. I mean, most of the time, correct? Correct. Totally. For sure. Yeah. So do you have friends that are not preparing to go to college? Yeah, I definitely feel like I do have friends that are not preparing to go to college. And I think the biggest thing that is really hard for them isn't necessarily their decision per se, but like the preconceptions that surround them and the kids who quote unquote don't go to college. Like I know a lot of my friends who are like, in all advanced courses are looking at other paths like real estate or like the Navy, like mentioned, I think that that in itself shows that when they say something like that, a lot of people are quick to assume that they might not be academically inclined, but I don't really think that's always the case. And judging a book by its cover is pretty hard. And that happens a lot, especially if someone says, Oh, I'm taking a gap year. You hear like kind of a judgment look that they get. Right. And that just kind of surrounds that kind of bias and, stigmatization around other paths. Which is really unfortunate because not everybody's made to go to college. And the reality is, is, you know, trade schools or or people that serve in the the armed forces, I mean, those are certainly um, admirable things that that we need. You know, there's no question we're going to need electricians and plumbers as as the world continues to evolve. So you had mentioned earlier the toll that it takes on your physical and mental health. Like, let's talk about that. You feel stressed. You know, you're feeling impatient about waiting and all this pressure building up to do that. Like, what is that like? I mean, is it like a pot that's about to boil over or how do you you manage that? I think that one way that I manage it is both by doing like meditation in the morning and afternoon and then also physical exercise. I think that physical exercise for me has been a super important factor of my day because I remember sophomore year, I really didn't feel like I had time to work out or go outside and that really played a toll on my mental and physical health. But this year, like I do wrestling and I play sports. I think that that in itself is such a positive and important outlet that I feel like a lot of people who have a lot of stress should look towards because just going outside or just getting your body active really releases like serotonin and helps you handle the stress and other types of factors that might affect you negatively. Right, right. So so moving, being active. Yeah, totally. That's your form of self-care. What about for you? To build off that, I think... This year, I've kind of figured out um, what my true passions are and more focused on that because I think throughout my high school career, I tried to do everything. I tried to join every club and every sport that I could. But this year, I kind of focused on what truly matters and what brings me joy. And I focused on that activities. And I think that has brought my stress down a lot just because I'm not trying to be something that I'm not good at or 
but I truly do care about it and it doesn't feel like work anymore. So really defining things you're passionate about. Yes. And you've yeah. never been called an overachiever, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So what are some things that you're passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. So this time of the year is big mock trial season for me. Okay. We just competed in our regional competition. Um, I was an attorney for the defense side. So just preparing for that because in the future I want to be a lawyer. So this is kind of a good activity that will help prepare me for that. And just really focusing on that has reduced my stress, which is kind of surprising because people would mostly think that that would just add to my plate. You know what? I understand that completely. I mean, I I often do work that's fairly challenging work, but the reality is is when you're plugged into your passion and purpose, it doesn't feel like work so much, does it? No. I think it's really important to find that passion and find an outlet where you can focus on that. Do you find that school in your senior year is more challenging, less challenging, about the same? I would say it is a little more challenging, especially when you think about like college applications taking a huge toll on that. And I think that if there is one piece of advice that people say and really should follow through with is getting those applications done over the summer. I think that <laughs> if you do that, you tell yourself you're going to do it and then you don't do it. And like I know friends last year told me to do it over the summer and I didn't do it. But I really wish that that was something that I embodied because I feel like if I did, then this year would have been a lot more manageable. Right. I think it's a different kind of stressful. It may not be academically hard as junior year. I think that was my hardest year. But it is almost the college applications and the essays and the constant deadlines is in a way more stressful for me this year just because um, college is kind of my future and I feel like Everyone's trying to prepare, but they don't really know how. Yeah, I think that that makes perfect sense to me. So other teams that we've talked to, they've applied for a lot of schools. Was that your experience? Did you apply for a lot or just a handful? Or I'd say a good amount, yeah, for sure. I'm sure you have your top few picks, right? Yeah. And waiting to hear from that, is it normally sometime in April that you normally hear back from most? or? Yeah, so there's a couple things you can do. You can do early action or early decision, so you have mostly already heard. But if you do regular decision, yes, they're coming out right about now. Okay. Have you guys yeah. gotten your choices back? Um, Some I have gotten so far, like Berkeley and then CU and then some other options. But most decisions come out on March 26th and April 1st, and that whole kind of week is so hectic because, like, I think federal law means that they have to give decisions by April 1st. Okay. And of course, all colleges wait till March 31st or 30th <laughs> to give those decisions. Even though you're sitting there sweating it, right? Yeah, yeah. They probably have the decisions done already just sitting on their table. They're just, you know, sorting out. So ways. how do you feel? Have Do you feel like school administrators, teachers, your parents, are they all supportive in this process? Do they understand the pressures that you're feeling? Or are there things that you think that they should know that would make life easier for you? I think parents definitely try, but it is so hard to relate to a teen that is going through this process. So I personally have more relationship with my counselors okay, um, just because they are a little bit more knowledgeable. So I think if you are a parent, just mostly talking to your kid to say, what do you need from me? Because I think most kids will tell you what they do need. Right. I definitely have heard that in other episodes that we've recorded as, you know, just ask ask what we need and we'll we'll talk to you about it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. In regards to the whole college application, I think that there's a lot of expectations that different parties have for you. And then, frankly, the whole idea of the college process is there is so much randomness assigned to it 
that it's so hard to get attached to a school or like a specific idea simply because so much is uncertain and you can do everything in the world. And maybe one time, one day you'd get into that school and if you applied 10 times, maybe you'd get in three of the 10 Right. and you never know. And there's just so much randomness. And I think that especially this year, my parents have embraced that. And I think that after you accept that fact, you really take a lot of weight off your shoulders and then Realize it's kind of out of your hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you find that your other friends that are seniors, are you all supportive of each other in this process? I mean, you're all talking about it or are you sharing what these pressures are like? I think mostly we are just because we are kind of all on the same playing field. Um, I don't think it is kind of competitive if we are like applying for the same school or for the same scholarship. We mostly want the best for each other. And although we can like go for the same spot. I think it's mostly supportive because it's kind of, again, out of our hands. Right. Totally. And I think that also kind of depends on the school environment itself. I think some schools are known for being a lot more cutthroat than others. I think personally in my school, there's a lot of comparisons that kids make to each other. And if one kid gets into some school, then it's like, how did that kid get in? Or they try to do that internal comparison. I think, frankly, that's really just difficult and unfair of them to do that because it's not like you're just competing against the 200, 300 kids in your graduating class. It's like against thousands and thousands of right. kids. So then trying to limit yourself to just the person who sits next to you really limits your own opportunities and your own well-being. Right. I don't do that, but a lot of kids do. That's good to hear. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, you know, obviously college pressures being a major stressor as a senior. What other things are stressful as a senior? I think definitely like friendships and just relationships with individuals and your parents. It's hard to see where they'll go in this year. And just that uncertainty that you might not ever see someone again makes it really difficult. But I think that being connected, I know that a lot of times social media is really frowned upon in that regard. But I think that using that as a tool to stay connected with individuals kind of takes a little bit of that fear away because, you know, even if you're halfway across the country from that person, you could be texting them any day of the week. Well, a lot of times what I've learned is, you know, you're sitting in a classroom with somebody and not actually connecting with them. So, you know, right. social media does break down a lot of those barriers. Yeah. What do you think about other pressures? I think one of the biggest pressures that I face is just the unknown of the future. Um, I'm constantly constantly being asked, like, oh, what is your plan for the next 10 years of your life? <laughs> and I think... Nobody knows that yes. answer, by the way. <laughs> Just that constant question of you need to kind of figure it out now and kind of need to be once you're in college, you know what you're doing. And I think that's unrealistic for most kids. So just, again, supporting them to say that it's OK to not know what you're doing and to go into college with an open mind and be able to change your major or change your career path, because right. I think it's unrealistic to know what you want to do completely and perfectly for the next 10 years. Right. And the reality is, is that may change even if you do. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that I can reflect on back when I was going to college, you know, I did know what I wanted to do and it changed after my first semester. Um, So I went sort of redirected and changed schools and went on a different path. Um, But the reality is, is, you know, I think the most important thing about college is really um, about figuring out what you want to do and who you want to be when you grow up. I mean, I, I don't really use what I learned in college um, to do the work that I do today. And I know a lot of people would probably say that, but um, there's an element about being able to go and complete it. You know, that to me is probably one of the best gifts of college. And obviously it trains you to do something, but um, I, I can imagine that that feels stressful for people to 
tell you to have your life mapped out and then ask you what your plan is when you're just trying to get through the day. Right. Right. So you mentioned social media a, a minute ago, and social media is a thread that we talk about in all of our Teen Talk podcasts. And I mean, obviously, there are good and bad aspects of social media. How do you think you mentioned social media can be supportive in staying connected moving forward? Um, are there some negatives to how we use social media as seniors or just in general to your life as teens? I think that there's like a lot of clicks that occur in high school. And I think that in particular, sometimes social media is used in a way to divide other people. And I also think that in regards to the whole college process, there are websites like College Confidential or Quora or any website online or any social media platform who assumes like they know what to do or what is the right answer. Well, frankly, everyone's playing kind of a blind game. I think that some of the time there's a lot of misinformation spread and also negativity spread about like fear of missing out. Like you see some friends going to some party and you weren't invited. And I know personally that affects a lot of my friends, how they feel like a lot of people are vulnerable to feeling like they weren't part of something. And then on top of so many other pressures that might put a lot of people over the edge kind of thing. Right. Have you seen the same thing in your, in your school? Yes, for sure. And it again goes to that comparison of yourself to others. I think social media, that's kind of one of the most toxic traits about it is you look at someone's Instagram feed or their Twitter and see how cool of a life they're living or that they got into Stanford and you just compare yourself to that. And I think that can become really negative. Yeah, I agree with that. And and, and I've said this consistently in doing this work now. I mean, the thing about social media that we dismiss or overlook a lot of times is it's people's life from a highlight reel. You know, nobody's really posting what their life looks like when they first get up in the morning or when they're having a bad day. I mean, there are obviously people that do, but um, I think there's an appropriate context that we often don't add to social media usage that, you know, things may not always look like what they seem. Totally. So I can certainly understand that. So one random question, you know, when I was in high school, which was like 125 years ago, um, senioritis was a thing. Is is that still a thing? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I like, I would say like among so many kids and I'd say myself included, <laughs> like it just feels like such a drag now. But I mean, like, I feel like that's important. So just keeping habits and being consistent with a lot of stuff because otherwise you'll fall off the horse. And I mean, like, I think it's a little like, obviously you're at the end of your senior year, but it's not the end of your life. You have so much more ahead of you. And I think that if you fall into a pit, like you obviously can relax and I've definitely relaxed a lot, but if you just make it way too laissez-faire about everything, then you might just fall off the horse kind of thing. Right. So are you both planning to go out of state, presumably with the colleges you get into? Right now I'm, planning on attending in-state um, okay. to either the University of Denver or University of Colorado. Um, okay. I'm still deciding between those two, but those are my top two right now. Nice. Definitely. So I think that I'm probably going to go out of state. There are a lot of scholarship opportunities, like a full ride to Duke that's available. Right. And then other schools in California. And I think that the one thing that makes me want to stay here more than anything is my family and my connection to that, because there's a lot of organizations in Colorado that I'm a part of, and it's going to be hard to say no to all of those things. So I think that I still need to reflect and talk to advisors about finding a decision on what I want to do. That makes sense. And it sounds like that's, that's probably another pressure too. Right. You know, exploring how do you make the right decision and, you know, the the way I look at it, you can always come home. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that stops you from doing that. Um, I think this was a fantastic conversation. You guys are doing um, really great work and I am sure you will go on to be successful in the future. 
Is there anything else that you think that that we should share today about being a senior that we've not talked about? Um, If I were to say one thing, I'd say when you're just looking at the whole college process in general, as mentioned earlier, I think that finding a passion that you're interested in is definitely the way to go. And it's really about what you set your definition of success to be. I think that people get so attached by success being a college that they get into or success being like a or a place that they go is a lot more superficial I think than having a different goal in mind like if you have a passion and your goal is to exceed in that passion the results will follow that if you chase a college or just the cloud of or prestige of a school then you won't be achieving as much and those kids frankly will get disappointed if you're not focused on what is meaningful to you or what you think grounds you so what if I'm that kid that doesn't really have a passion and doesn't know what my purpose is, but no, no, I've been preparing to go to college and I'm going, what do they do? Um, I'd say finding just things that interest them. And I think the destination is not the college that you end up at, but what you define your own success to be And individual battles make a difference too, right? It doesn't necessarily have to mean that, oh, I get first place at this debate competition. If it means that you can do like an extra push up or you're nicer to someone in the hallway or anything like that, just setting goals for yourself and trying to achieve them in any aspect, doesn't necessarily have to be academic, is the important skills of of high school. And I think that something one teacher said that really struck out to me is like, most of you will not remember anything that happens in this classroom, but most important is how you learn those study skills and how to learn. I think that if that is your goal, that's going to help you in any aspect of your life, not just college or high school. I think that's great advice. What do you think? I think I would say just to remember that it is your senior year of high school. Most adults will always say like, oh, what I would give to be a senior in high school again. I would not tell you that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. And based on this conversation, it doesn't sound like it's cakewalk. (laughs) But just to have spend that time with your family and friends because it is the last time you might be able to hang out with them on a deeper level. But just to remember to have fun through this crazy admission college process. I think that's great advice. Guys, I so appreciate you all being here today and for sharing. um, And I wish you all much success in the future. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. The Team Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.